Very well done, Deacon Scott. It's always a challenging uh, reading. Aminadab. Zerubbabel. One time it was said, Zerubbabel. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not. So, um, in reading the genealogy every year, um, you know, different thoughts come to our heads. Um, there's a beautiful uh, prayer in the Advent Paraclesis service that says that um, we were grafted in as a young olive shoot upon the root and the stock of the righteous Abraham. So, we are there. We're part of the genealogy. If we could read on, it would continue to be, and our name would be included in this. We have been attached. We have been grafted in to the stock of the righteous Abraham. So what I want to do is read these. There's three prayers that are read at the Advent Paraclesis uh, that I think pertain to this, uh, and then I'll kind of get into the text a little bit. The first prayer is, as I said, we give thanks unto thee, O Lord, that thou hast chosen us from the barren church of the Gentiles and has grafted us a young olive shoot Upon the root and the stock of the righteous Abraham, we pray thee to open our ears that we might heed the prophet's warning and prepare the way of the Lord. And then secondly, uh, a beautiful, another prayer from that litany. Again, we pray thee that thou would deem us, a that, that as thou to deem a lowly cave to be a fit dwelling for the Lord Almighty, so thou would ever make our souls and bodies temples worthy to contain the uncontainable God. And then finally, again we pray thee, O Lord, that thou would make us worthy to praise and glorify thee together with the angels and the shepherds. So back to that first petition. You had grafted us upon us a young olive shoot upon the root and the stock of the righteous Abraham. We are part of the family of God. family of the living God. We're part of the family of the creator of the universe. Part of the family of the sustainer of all things. We're part of the family of a God that loves us unconditionally, always, forever and ever. Are you feeling a little better about yourself now? The genealogy is very interesting because the genealogy goes through this Litany of people. They're not all good, by the way. We have good ones. We have bad ones. We have, there's incest. There's adultery. There's murder. There's holiness. There's unholiness. All through the litany. Why is that? Because God wants to take all that on himself. He's not, uh, in, in a sense, not uh, uh, blind to the fact that Life is messy. This genealogy is messy. But he takes it all on himself because he wants to show us 
that He accepts us where we are so He can redeem us. All these names are redeemed. All these people are redeemed in Christ accepting that, uh, that, that life that they live and coming to embrace it and redeem it for our salvation and to graft us into that root. We should be so grateful. This history of the, the lives of the Old Testament saints uh, is uh, a life of faithfulness of many, but more a life of faithfulness of God to them. God never left them. God never deserted them. God always stayed with them. And he, got, he brought it to the point where we find Joseph and Mary. And he's, he's, he's lifted up then as the Savior of the world. So, beloved, I want you to first be encouraged by this beautiful, beautiful reality that you're a member of the family of God. The, the highest thing you can say about yourself is, I'm a Christian. There's nothing higher than that. We can be successful in many parts of life. We can be troubled in our, all parts of life. But the thing we can say with great confidence and great encouragement to ourselves and to our others, I am a Christian. It's the, grace, it's the great testimony of all the saints. Even the martyrs, you know, they were uh, the opportunity to, to be freed from martyrdom. And they knew that if they said, I'm a Christian, I would, they would die. And they would, would great in confidence said, I'm a Christian. We need to understand how important that is. I'm a Christian. I'm a member of God's family. We need to kind of hold on to that and understand that it's a strong reality for us. So this next petition, um, again, we pray that thou would deem, that, that, that thou deem the lowly cave to be a fit dwelling for the Lord Almighty, so thou would ever make our souls and bodies worthy, contain thee the uncontainable God. So in another important reality. You're baptized into Christ, so Christ lives in you. Now, the point is, then you should live with him. Because the reality is that he lives in you. He is in you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You're a temple that contains the uncontainable God. Now, the point for us is to live in that union. If we live in that union, we have great power and opportunity to stay away from temptations, to flee sin, to live a godly and a holy life, if we stay in that union. What happens when we drift away from that? When our mind, our heart drifts away from that union with Christ? You can tell me. Because we all do it. We sin. We sin in our thoughts. We sin in our words. We sin in our deeds. Sin, beloved, is a symptom. Sin is not the problem. 
The problem is we've drifted away. Our heart has drifted away. Our mind has drifted away. And we become susceptible to sin. So what is the remedy? Here's the problem. The remedy is that don't sin. Don't sin. Don't get angry. 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 Doesn't work. You have to flee back to Christ. You it, repent. Repent means to turn back, to turn away from the sin and back to God. We have to find and re, re, reunite to Him, be united to that union that is a reality in us. God's in you. You know. You know what He does a lot is this. Pay attention. Open the door. I'm here. Live in me. Live with me. It simplifies life, beloved. Our effort is just to dwell in union with God and dwell, is, is to draw near to God and dwell in union with Him. That's, that's our effort. That's our spiritual work every day. Why do I pray? To draw near to God and dwell in union with Him. Why do I repent when I sin? To draw near to God and dwell in union with Him. Why do I try to do kindly deeds? Because it makes me feel really good. No. To draw near to God and dwell in union with Him. That's our life. That's what we do. That should be everything about us. And He's always waiting for us, kindly, lovingly. His grace, beloved, is always sufficient. So the last petition, so that you would make us worthy to praise and glorify you together with the angels and the shepherds. Lord, raise us above our sinfulness and our weaknesses. Give us grace that we can stand with the angels and the shepherds and the magi and worship you. You know, we need to stand as we approach the nativity in awe of this event. The uncontainable God is contained in the womb of a virgin. The God of the universe has come to be and dwell with us, the lowly and the sick and the meek. He has lived in us and he's come to be with us, to have what? To lift us who are small, to become great, who are weak to become strong. He takes all that on himself in the womb of the virgin so that we can become children of God, part of the Holy Family. So, beloved, I pray that as we approach the nativity, that we would understand and be so grateful that we're grafted in as a young olive shoot upon the root and the stock of the righteous Abraham would be so grateful that he has called us to be a part of his kingdom. And that we would make every effort to make ourselves worthy to contain him, the uncontainable God. And that we would, as we approach the nativity, praise and glorify him together with the angels and shepherds. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.